Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good morning. It's Tuesday, February 21st. Um, no more talk of kissing your partner because it's past Valentine's Day. Uh, wanted to start off, happy President's Day. Uh, if you celebrate things like that, I hope you guys have done well. Uh, I am on week four of walking slash running at least 10 miles a day, seven days a week. So uh, my body's starting to give out. Ironically, it's funny. I have not lost a, a, an ounce of weight. Uh, I've been eating like a horse. <laughs> so all the calories that I'm burning are kind of just going back in. I'm definitely healthier. My VO2 max, according to my Apple Watch, and yes, I'm bullish on Apple, uh, you know, dollar sign AAPL. But uh, my Apple Watch is telling me that my VO2 max, because I'm not running as much as I was. Um, so happy Mardi Gras crew. Yeah, it is Mardi Gras Tuesday. That's right. It's Fat Tuesday. So uh, cheers. Um, have a beignet on me. I don't drink alcohol, but have a beignet. I have, I have several friends who are actually in um, New Orleans for Mardi Gras. So I wanted to start out by looking at Spy. Uh, and I do think, you know, it, it's interesting. I want to let me start out with what Mike Wilson said um, from um, JP Morgan. <clears throat> and he's the biggest bear on the market. So he's for 20 years, he's been saying the market's going down, the market's going down. It's too, uh, too strong, blah, blah, blah. So take his, uh, his words with a grain of salt. But what was interesting was, and I thought this was um, this super kind of applicable to everybody. Um, he said, you can trade the market if you want, but good investors are finding opportunities to get into stocks for when we get back to S&P 4,800, which he thinks is next year. Um, so if you think, you know, again, it never is easy to buy on the way down. Um, I bought, uh, at, at, you know, I bought Google, I bought Disney a few weeks ago. I bought United Healthcare a few weeks ago. I bought Wells Fargo a few weeks ago. Um, or, or, you know, maybe a month ago, uh, not all of them have turned out to be positive, but I'm, I'm doing exactly what Mike Wilson said, which is I'm looking for opportunities to get into names or add to current names, um, that will provide me a good soft space. So if we get back to 4,800 on the S and P, um, you know, the question is, does tech lead us there? Does energy lead us there? Uh, does consumer discretionary discretionary lead us there? Which sector lead us there? Who knows? I'm just looking for good companies to get into. Uh, I look to try and beat the uh, the spy or the VOO. Uh, if you want to you know chart yourself against something, just look at the the uh, year long. Um, you know you can go into Finviz and you can type in spy and you can look at your portfolio. Uh, year to date, spy is up six point four nine percent. So, you know, take a look at that. If your portfolio is not up 6.49% year to date, uh, you got a problem. So you're better off in VOO. So um, let's take a look at SPY. SPY, it, this is the four-hour chart on our algorithm. Let me just make sure I got YouTube. Yeah. So it, you can see here, December 29th, buying at 383. Uh, this is probably the best indication of how this algorithm works. It got you in. It wasn't at a bottom. It got you in at 380, 381 on December 28th, but the next candle got you out. I don't trade this on a bot. I trade this to look at entries to see where I'm at. I saw that this gap was covered. I can still see there's a gap down here between 360 and 363. That is from the October lows. That has not been covered. There's a lot of uh, technicians out there that say that this one needs to be covered in order for us to continue to move up past 4,000. Um, we spent some time at about 4, 420 on SPY. Um, that was a pretty bullish sense. And from overall market sentiment, I would say 
January was the, hey, uh, the Fed is going to uh, continue to raise rates, but just for the short term, we're going to have a pause in either May or June where they just pause and then there's no more rate increases for the rest of the year. Um, we went from that or and and the sentiment in January later was, oh, we're going to actually um, reduce rates. Uh, the Fed is going to reduce rates. Again, the, the, the market was playing kind of uh, poker, and, and they were asking for the, the Fed to bluff. Jay Powell didn't knock the market down. So the market said, you know what? We're going to continue to go up. Then what happened was last week, we got a couple of data sets with the jobs, the January or two weeks ago, the January jobs numbers, super strong. Boom, we go down. Um, then last week, uh, you know, some, some speak from Jerome Powell from some of the Fed people, um, and some of the, uh, the, the, the inflation reports that said inflation is still in the market, boom, we go down more. Well, you're seeing the button hook right here. And, and SPY, officially, you're out in point, uh, with a 6.6%, 6.16% gain. Um, you know, that, that's a really good gain in SPY. And when I go and I look at the Qs, uh, it's kind of the same thing, except the cues haven't gotten you out because some moving averages just haven't crossed over in the algorithm. And so it will probably get you out today, but that's going to be like a, you know, six, 7% gain as well. Uh, again, it doesn't time it at the top, doesn't time it at the bottom. It plays in a middle ground. And that's the algorithm that I have in TrendSpider. If you want access to the algorithm, sign up for TrendSpider with the link below. Use DSP25. I think there's another day. Uh, it was 35% off. Um, you can get that. Just send me a quick message on one of the social platforms. I'll give you access to my algorithm on TrendSpider. Um, there is a 65-minute algorithm that I use for day trading uh, that is in the video that's on YouTube right now. Uh, how to become a better trader with TrendSpider. It's about an hour long with a uh, David Yoakum of Yoakum's Charting on Twitter. And um, it's a great algorithm. It's basically just an eight-day EMA. Buy below the eight-day EMA and uh, sell when it gets uh, when it crosses down. So, uh, you know, again, this is this is kind of the algorithm that you're looking at. Um, it's just it tells me we're in a a little downward trend. And, and where's the where's the support levels at? Well, if I go into um, uh, uh, TrendSpider here and I just hit AutoFib. And Fibonacci, you can look it up on investopedia.com, but Fibonacci just takes the movement that you see and says, okay, where's our support levels? Well, you got 292 here on the Qs. Uh, we're trading at 301. Uh, if you break through that, you got 285. If you break through that, it's 279. The 285 is the, the VWAP, kind of volume-weighted average pricing. So uh, you can see clearly here, you got some support levels here at about 290. We're probably going to break that 300 today, but AutoFib is a good way to look at some support levels. Also, there's a good way to look at support levels if you take this, this volume weighted. Um, December 13th, which was the high, which got us to almost 300. If you take a look at these volume shelves on the right-hand side, right here you can see there's a volume level at, two, level at 293. So we probably have some support there. So it's an interesting, interesting market, but I do think that we're trending down. You can see the mark, the, the MACD trending down. So I would play your inverse um, ETFs if you're playing those, SQQQ, um, uh, some of the other ones. We have them in our uh, 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 levered ETFs to trade. Um, uh, let's see, SPXU. SPXU is one. This is one. It's up 2% in the pre-market. You can clearly see this one goes up when the market goes down. We had a buy-in here at 1378. You're at 1397, and you still have confirmation. You got this gap up here between 17 and 18, uh, which needs to be filled. It, it was only partially filled with the December kind of rundown, and then with the January run-up, this one goes down. So you got this buy-in here February 7th. Pretty good timing. Um, not horrible, but if you wanted to buy it at 1397 and, and see if it gets back up to this gap, um, because we're in a quote-unquote bear market and the market's going to be beaten down, might be a good opportunity for you. Um, SARK is the short of the ARK funds. And the ARK funds, right now you had uh, on February 7th, 39.24 was the buy. 
You got all the way up here to 42, which was your 10%. You kind of came back down. Uh, and you're down at 39.42 right now. 39.24 was when you buy in. 39.42, um, the, the, the MACD is crossing up. The RSI is at 43. If you, wanna, if you think that we're continuing to go down, this is one that you want to look at. SQQQ is up 3% in the pre-market. Um, the buy-in here was 35.29 on February 7th. Um, uh, and the I bought in up here, got, have gotten out. But I bought in up here, um, didn't didn't make money, kind of lost money on this one, uh, but got out before this big downturn. I'm looking at probably getting it back into this one because I do think that we have more bad news in the market than good news. It's kind of my thing. Um, but there's your look at kind of the overall market, how to play it. But I do think that Mike Wilson put it put it best. If you're looking to uh, you know time the market this year, trade around it. Go ahead, trade it. Try and make your money. Do whatever you want. Uh, find the big movers. You can look at these pre-market movers. I was looking at ARBE um, today. Uh, I'll, if you want to li listen earlier on YouTube, you can go to about the two-minute mark where I was looking at ARBE. Um, interesting one. I think it's got a $14 price target and it's trading from $2 to $6 this morning. Um, but it's an interesting one. If you want to trade around stuff like that, you absolutely can. My strategy is just to buy on the down days. And, um, you know, take a look at it for the long term. <clears throat> I will hold typically for a year um, for ones that I'm buying on these downturns. So, for instance, the Wells Fargo, um, if we just look at Wells Fargo, WFC is the symbol. Um, I can take a look. Let me just change this back to this. Uh, WFC, you're seeing the button hook. The algorithm hasn't gotten you out, but I'll probably stay in this one. Um, it's a small position, just a couple thousand dollars for me, but I bought here at 4150, I think is where I got in. 4129 was the algorithm price. Um, it went down, uh, honestly to about $40. Wasn't too worried about it. It's still a good company. Well run, wrote it into earnings. You're at 4726 to 20% gain. Uh, I, I also have gotten the dividend in between there. Uh, I've got to, because it's a taxed um, a, in my brokerage account and there's tax implications, I got to look, do I want to get out and maybe buy more at 40, 40 or do I just want to hold it and buy more at 40? I'm a big fan of this one. You know, the other one that I like in the, uh, the banking space is Bank of America. Um, this one had you out with a 3% gain right here, but the buy-in here at 31.76 was probably the best one. Got you out with a 4% gain. Um, and then got you right back in. I probably would have just been holding at 3176. Your ex-dividend date is coming up on March 2nd. Uh, I think you wait till it gets to the 200 day to add to any position or to um, initiate any position. And that 200 day is trading at 3449 right now. I think you've got some some pretty good support to head down to that level. Uh, I, but I do think that it's a good stock. Um, Let's look at some that uh, some folks have asked me to look at. So William on Facebook asked me to look at Workhorse, WKHS. This was a huge, and I mean huge, um, play during the EV market of 2020 and 2021. Uh, all they had to do was say, hey, we have a drawing of a truck and, and we're going to make this truck. And boom, uh, the stock would go from like a dollar to ten dollars. Um, and let's take a look. I'll look at a weekly on this one because you can see um, just look at that. Twenty twenty, you go from two dollars all the way up to thir almost forty bucks. But it's been a slide down ever since. Um, I don't think that it's a good stock. And when I say I don't think it's a good stock, they have been run poorly. They have made some claims like Nikola, um, where Nikola pushed a truck down a hill. Uh, I think Ford or GM put some money into Workhorse. Um, I just don't think it's a good company to buy and hold. You can absolutely 100% trade it. And the reason I say trade it is year to date, you're up 39.47%. Uh, you're 51% above your 52-week low, which was uh, $1.40. You're 60% below your 52-week high, $5.39. Um, I don't think 
that this one has anything other than a short squeeze going for it. Um, the new, there's no coverage on this one that, that is worth anything. Roth Capital on August uh, sent them down to a neutral to $3.50. Um, you can look at this. You know, there's a good Simply Wall Street article. Uh, is Workhorse in a good place for growth plans? Um, when I scroll down here, what it is interesting, and it's not huge value though, um, is the, the VP and the directors who are buying at like a dollar and they're even buying at three. Like this guy, v, uh, March Stanley Raymond, uh, in March of last year, he bought um, and he's st they're still holding because they'd have to identify any sale. And so Clark Mitchell here sold uh, at $1.85. And he sold, it was $73,000 worth. So maybe he had to put a pool in his backyard. Who knows? But you can look at those values. It's not huge values. Uh, a lot of this might be buying just from a standpoint of, um, you know, they, 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 this guy, March Stanley uh, Raymond, bought at $1.90 and $1.88. He's doing well because you're trading at $2.12. He's the VP of business development. He may know something. But I don't know that that would be enough for me to actually turn around and buy this one. The algorithm has you buy in at two twenty. You're at two dollars and twelve cents right now. Their earnings are coming up. Lord knows what they're going to make on earnings. But you can see if we just scroll back here, um, in August of last year they lost thirteen cents a share, um, and then in December they announced they lost twenty two cents per share. Um, they're they're just not making much. There's no money in this company. So until they start making money, I don't think that you want to put money into it, trade around it. Uh, you know, obviously this dollar fifty-two on December thirtieth, and and you made fifty, forty, fifty percent. So it, it's decent from a trading standpoint, but don't expect you're going to get back up to those forty-dollar price points uh, anytime soon because they're going to have to make money. Um, RCMT, um, Joe told me. This is RCM Technologies. I know nothing about this one. Uh, looks like you do have a um, $12 buy, $12.98, and you're up at $14.05. Joe, what the hell does RCMT do? Let me see. RCMT. Uh, they are an industrial conglomerate. Uh, they have a PE of six, so they are making money. Uh, they're up 13.8% year to date. Uh, B. Riley upgraded them to $23, and they're trading at $14. If we look at insider transactions, um, people are selling at $14, $15 most recently. Uh, not huge amounts. I mean, you're talking this director, Richard Genovese, $375,000. Roger Ballou uh, sold about $200,000 worth. So it's not a huge, huge amount. They might just be selling, um, you know, but... To be selling at 20 and all the way down, you're selling. Um, that's a little concerning, uh, but uh, let's see. The short interest, they're not shorted. They're only 4% shorted. Um, it's an interesting one. From a standpoint, I would read up a little bit about it. Uh, it's definitely on the radar of institutional investors who own 34% of the company. That's always a good when institutional investors own a significant amount of the company. That's a good thing. Again, you have this buy-in here. I don't see a golden cross, but it does look like, if I go to the daily, the, so the golden cross is the 50-day crossing up on the 200. The 50-day right now is at 1343. The 200-day is 1483. You do have, you can see here, um, it just didn't want to cross up. And so I, my belief is this year, for the last year you've just had, yeah, you had this death cross here. And then you thought you were coming back, but the 200 days in a downward trend. I would argue that you're still in a downward trend on the 200 day. So you've got to be careful because that 50 day, see how that 50 day just bounced off that 200 day? Um, the RSI is super high here at 63. Um, it's been on a run. So uh, maybe there's some other indicators that you can use to look at this one. Uh, the algorithm does not do very well in this one. The uh, algorithm loses you 4%. Versus buying and holding over a two-year period, you make 200% on this stock. So the algorithm getting you in and out just has not done you any favors. But again, who could have, you know, back here in 2022, 
when you were trading at $6. Who knew you were going to go way up like that? You probably weren't making any money. But again, the algorithm kind of just bounces you in and out. So it's probably not a great one to trade on this one. But RCMT, Joe's got that one. Um, there was, I posted in the fi private Facebook group, uh, SGML. Uh, SGML is a lithium company. And there were rumors on Friday that Tesla was buying them. And this one shot up, just immediately shot up. Um, it popped up 25% uh, on Friday. Let's see where it is. Um, SGML. Uh, ba -ba -ba. SGML. Ba -ba. It is up at 35 in pre-market. Uh, yeah, it's up 20%. Uh, the RSI is at 49. Um, this one is just gonna go crazy. Uh, Tesla went into a, um, an agreement with an Australian mine, mining company as well. It does look like they are looking at taking advantage of some of the beaten down um, kind of materials things and looking for the long term. So what would I do with this? I don't know that I'd buy SGML on the bounce because remember we talk about any reaction in the market is an overreaction. And at 30, it would have been great if you would have listened to the algorithm and gotten in at 29.38 because again, you're up 20% at 35 today. You're above the 200 day. Um, you've got that golden cross working with you. Um, if we look at the 52 week range, and again, remember you're trading at $35. The uh, 52 week range is between $8.76 and 3993. So you're 236% above your 52 week low, which was just back here in, in like, you know, July, June, July. Um, so year to date, this one's up 4% performance over one year. It's up 187%. Um, they're the forward PE. They're expected to make money. They're not making money right now. If, um, Tesla does buy them out, I don't know that there's a, uh, official thing. Um, but it's just rumors and it was reported in the press, uh, January, um, BMO capital markets outperform bank of America security said they had a $14 price target on it and it's trading at 35 right now. So, um, that was an interesting one on Friday. Uh, but if you wanted to, in my mind, you know, Tesla, uh, Tesla is getting to the point where it's, it's a 204, um, 204 right now. Uh, you had the, you haven't had the golden cross and I don't know that the golden cross is going to come anytime soon, but I see this button hook happening in my mind. If you wanted to add to your position, and I very well may under $200 is your buy on, on Tesla. I think they've got enough demand. I think they've got enough um, forward-looking uh, positive things. I think Elon has said uh, by the end of the year, he should have a new CEO for Twitter. So he's going to be back to this. Um, they just had a full self-driving. They released version 11. Um, you've got the Cybertruck coming up. You've got investor slash product day on March 1st. I think you have enough catalyst in this one that at some point in time this year, you hit the 256. So adding below 200 is probably the best bet. Now there is still this gap between 153 and 147, which they could come back to. Because if you look at Tesla, again, the PE is still high at 57, forward PE at 37. Um, you're only 3% shorted on this one. So don't expect this one to be a short squeeze. This was run up 70% year to date. And the reason it was run up 70% year to date is because of retail trading. Um, February 15th, Barclays uh, claimed they were overweight with a $275 price target. Um, again, I think this one, if you want to time it and you want to look at it, uh, I would probably be waiting for that, that gap. You're also talking to a guy who was waiting for it to hit an $85 price gap. <laughs> and all of a sudden... Um, uh, Elon reduces the price of the Model 3 and the Model Y, gets some sub subsidies. Uh, all of a sudden, it's the best-selling car in California. All of a sudden, he announced that the Cybertruck is uh, moving in. All of a sudden, there's some uh, megapack storage facilities that they're building for utilities around the country. You've got all kinds of catalysts for this one. 
So I do think that it needs a pullback and it needs it probably to about 180 or so before that golden cross happens. But if you want to time it, I would wait for this one, uh, 150, 147 to 155. Uh, but if you want to start a position like I will, I'll probably just buy it when it hits under 200. It, you know, it hit under 200 last week and I think it ran all the way up to about uh, 215, 220, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, but it, it's a good one. Uh, one that I do like and is in our core portfolio is Intuit. Intuit reports on Thursday. You've got this ascending triangle that you've broken out below. Um, I don't know that this is a good time to get into it. Um, it's a little rich. And, and, and the reason I say it's a little rich is the PE is 61. The forward PE is 26. Um, if you've got a softening market here, they, they make um, TurboTax. They have uh, you know Mint, which I use. There's a lot of products that I use with these guys. The RSI is at 41. The MACD is kind of crossing down. Uh, their earnings, it's going to be a tough print. And I, they're, they're, the key is going to be guidance. And with that um, uh, PE, I don't know that they can provide enough guidance. You look at Walmart this morning. You look at Home Depot this morning providing soft guidance. Um, that's what seems to be uh, the common theme is that, hey, we're not going to shoot ourselves in the foot and go gung-ho and show all positive kind of you know, go-forward numbers. We're going to be a little bit uh, more restrictive in this because if we guide um, to the higher end of our earnings, um, you, we, we may get uh, hurt when we don't hit it later in the year. And so I think they're going to be on the conservative side. And I think that's going to bring this one back down. And I think you're going to see probably under 400. I would say under 400 is probably a buy on this one. Their 52-week range is between 339 and 507. You are right in the middle right now. So 400 in my mind is the pivot point. Wait till it's under 400. When it gets to under 400, I think you may want to add to your position. Don't load up. Um, you know, there's, there's gaps all the way above this one. Um, the, the ones below have been filled, but there are gaps up above, um, you know, specifically 440 to 446. So you are, but you're seeing the breakdown of this, this ascending triangle. The MACD is crossing, you know, it's, it's just in a downward fall. So I'd be careful of that one. Um, weekly stock picks this week is Boeing. Boeing was his pick last week. Uh, if you were in Boeing, uh, I got in, I think, around 215. It's trading right now at about 208. It's down. Um, I think 200 is your, your swing on this one. Uh, I would probably wait. If you want to play uh, weekly stock picks, I don't think 208 is a bad price point. Again, I bought one share last week. I'll probably buy another share this week, today, at about 208, 205. I'll, I may put in an order at like 199.99 just because it might get under 200. Um, in a, in a market that you know you're only down 1.31 percent on this, there's no catalyst in this one. Um, that's expected. The big catalyst last week was hey the uh, big order, but Boeing is his pick this week. I'd just be a little bit careful. I'm still holding the share from last week, by the way. I didn't get out of it. Uh, Felicia wanted me to look at Pfizer, and I went over on and I don't know if it was on the podcast or if it was on YouTube. But I went over Pfizer last week in that I took it out of the core portfolio. I added one in, and I don't know which one it was. Um, I forget which one I added in. But I added one in, and I had to take one out. And so I said, you know, Pfizer is one that I'm going to take out. And it wasn't, you know, you, you're up here in December at 50, and you've slid all the way to 43. This is not one that you necessarily, quote unquote, trade even though the algorithm makes you 53% on this over a two-year two period, a two-year period of buying and holding makes you 27%. You do have a decent dividend on this one. Uh, my issue with Pfizer is more probably um, just that I don't like what's coming out about the COVID vaccine and how they handled it. Um, there were some issues at the beginning and you guys all remember this, uh, when Pfizer said, the CEO came out and said, yeah, it's kind of going to, uh, we, we expect this to be as good uh, and to squash the pandemic. And if you get the, the vaccine, you won't get the actual uh, COVID. 
um, infection. And that turned out to not be true. And it's coming out that there was some internal, even though he was saying in public that you won't get the COVID um, uh, infection, uh, it's come out that he may have known that it didn't prevent it. Uh, it just kind of made it lesser. And so, I, you know, again, with a CEO kind of, um, you know, doing a, a pump, it's kind of why I don't like Moderna. Uh, I have it in our, Moderna in our core portfolio because I think it's a good opportunity. But I, I just don't like the, the CEO always pumping. He's always pumping. In fact, with Moderna, you got to buy in here at 168. You're trading at 166. You trade it all the way up to 176. Um, so you had, you know, just under 10%, but your earnings are coming up February 22nd. Um, but Pfizer, I don't think that they are as affected by the, uh, government's not, uh, paying for COVID vaccine anymore as Moderna, because Moderna is a one trick pony. Pfizer's, uh, portfolio is vast and it's huge. You, and, and Felicia was asking specifically, should I, she get out of it? I would say no. And, and while I don't, I currently hold this one and I don't necessarily look at the stock price, I've been looking at getting out all the way since it crossed $50 and I just haven't. And part of the reason I haven't is because I do think that the $53 price is, is justified for this one. You've got gaps up. So I would probably hold out until you get to the $50 price point, And that's where I would probably sell it. I just think, I don't think that this one has a long time sitting down. I think it's just beaten up because everybody's sick of COVID and this one's just getting that brought down. But you can see every time it's come down to the 200 day, it continually just goes back up. So I wouldn't say sell it at 43. There's no rush. There's no timetable on it. Uh, I would say a $50 price target is probably if you wanted to get rid of it, get rid of it then. Just hold on to it. Uh, if you need capital and you need dollar amounts, absolutely. I, I don't think you could you you would mind getting rid of it. But it hasn't been down here since um, you know uh, October 2021 uh, when they they just had released the boosters, but the boosters were kind of like, eh, maybe we're going to get them, maybe not. Then they had crazy earnings announcements, and then there was rumor that China might uh, license their mRNA vaccines. Um, and then, you know, you just kind of steadily went down. So you're just coming down to the 200 day. Personally, I just don't think that I, I want to hold this one long term, but I personally am waiting for that, um, that $50 price target, because I do think that that's probably where I'll sell. Uh, Willie sent me a couple of messages, uh, covering, he wants me to cover Carvana and Lucid, uh, and a third one square. <clears throat> Carvana is an interesting one because uh, at no point in time does a does a car uh, need a vending machine, <laughs> and these guys just poured a ton of capital into their into their company. Um, now you've got what what has caused this from four dollars all the way up to about twenty, I think, nineteen eighty seven uh, on February seventh, February second, and you can see the volume in this. This was a short squeeze, one hundred percent a short squeeze. The rumor is that Carvana may have been able to stave off bankruptcy. Uh, they are not making money. Uh, there is a 55% short interest in this. Uh, their earnings are coming up. Year to date, you're up 139% in this stock. The algorithm just got you out with 122% gain. Um, so if you're brave enough to take a falling knife at $4.74, you were rewarded by tripling your money. Uh, well, I'm sorry, doubling your money, 122%. Now, you do have earnings coming up on February 23rd. That's what people are waiting for. I don't know that I'd necessarily roll the dice and get into this one. You do have a golden cross that seems to be coming. Um, but with a company that's not making money, with a company that has been feared of bankruptcy, um, with car prices, basically they got rid of a ton of their inventory. And I still think delivering a car, uh, to your house when you order it on the internet is just too costly. I just think their operation is that, um, now on the other side, lucid, 
So I think, Willie, on Carvana, I'd play the short squeeze. I don't know that I'd necessarily um, roll the dice into earnings, though. Um, if you're in that one, I'd probably get out of it if you have a profit. Um, I think pigs get slaughtered. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't know what the saying is. Carv- uh, Lucid is in the same situation, but a little bit different. So Lucid, the algorithm got you in at 660. You do have same exact thing. You almost have a golden cross that seems to be happening, but it's capitulating here right before their earnings, which is February tomorrow. I think it's after the bell tomorrow. Is it pre-market? It's post-market. So it's tomorrow after the bell. Uh, This $6.60, it got you out with a 50% gain up here at about $10.52 which is right where you're about trading today, $10.50. It's down about 4%. The reason this one went up is because the Saudis are expected to take this one private. They own somewhere in the neighborhood of 60% of of Lucid, and they could easily just drop the rest of the money into this and make it. Um, Citigroup with a buy at $12 is their price target. Uh, That was January um, December 15th, Bank of America Security, $21 price target, which is absolutely effing crazy. Um, but here's your problem with Lucid as an EV person. Uh, and by the way, let's look at the insiders. The Public Investment Fund, which is a 10% owner, uh, their director, they uh, bought at $10.68. They bought, that's almost 914 That must be the Saudis. Maybe it's 914 uh, million shares. Uh, that was on December 22nd. Um, the CEO optioned his uh, option, exercised his options at 321000 Again, that's just probably putting a pool in the backyard. So there's not, not, not too many things. But you should probably read some of these things about Lucid with their pricing. And so here's the problem that you have with Lucid. He went out of the gate, uh, kind of in the Tesla model. Hey, we're going to basically fund our production with this high-end, high-margin, super expensive car. Now, the Lucid uh, Air is phenomenal. Uh, If you haven't seen it in person, it's a really pretty-looking car. Uh, It's got incredible stats as far as an EV. Uh, If you have $130,000, $140,000 laying around, it's probably the car that you buy. Um, because it is that good. It really, really is that good. The charging stats are great. Everything about it, the guy who's the um, the CEO, Rawlinson, he actually designed, he was the engineer that designed the Model S for Tesla. So he's got some, some skin in the game. I mean, he's really got some clout. The only reason this is going from 10 to probably 20 uh, at some point in time is if the Saudis take it private. It jumped here on this day um, from about $9 to about $14 on the just the, the rumor that the Saudis were taking it private. Since then, all you've seen is it slide. And so with the earnings coming up tomorrow, I don't know what they're going to announce, but you can see 33 cents a share they lost, 40 cents a share they lost. They don't get government subsidies and they built out a production plan that is enormous with an enormous car where they currently have a demand problem. They do. They have a demand problem. They're not selling as much because if we're going into a recession, people just aren't buying $140,000 cars. So I'd stay away from this one. I could be completely wrong. Um, but I just think there's safer places to put your money than something like this that's not making money with such a short interest. I think you're going to basically be getting um, a huge, huge, Uh, move either way, but I'd rather see you stay out of it and play it like a trader than to actually uh, roll the dice and play it like a, you know, and and have it back down to six after they announce, hey, we're, you know, we're just not making money. Now, as far as Square goes, um, I own both Square and PayPal long-term. Square, it has you, the algorithm has you out. It got you right back in at $80, then you got you right back out. You're trading at $7,407. Uh, you had a golden cross here at about 64. It ran all the way up to about 90. So it was a great run in the month of January. This is one that just, you know, a- again, scale in size. Uh, they're not making money. Their forward PE is 43. They don't have a dividend year to date. They're up 19%. Uh, Oppenheimer downgraded them uh, January 25th. January 3rd, 
Uh, Baird upgraded them from $62 to $78, and they're trading at $75. So I wouldn't expect this one to pop. Um, their earnings are coming out with uh, Bitcoin at $25,000. I think you've seen that in the run. So I, I wouldn't, you could expect them, again, they made $0.42 cents per share, but they're just, they're, that's an EBITDA basis. Um, you know, you can see the, the RSI is down at 38. I don't think it's a bad one to buy just from a 52 week standpoint, your, your 52 week high is 149. You're not, you're right in the middle. I mean, they're probably going to announce some type of, you know, same thing. Hey, we're doing okay. We're making some money. We're doing some improvements. Nothing huge. Um, you can look at investors business daily. Uh, is Square by, you know, they just uh, just published this one yesterday. 10 most blockchain shots to hold. I, I'm, I'm a fan of Square. I just don't know what it's going to do on earnings. Honest to God. Uh, I would say with this run, you're probably looking at coming down, back down towards the 200 day at 66. If I were to guess, that's exactly where. Home Depot. I wanted to cover this one, not because they had earnings today, um, but because I do think that there's a swing point here. And I think Home Depot's swing point is 300. So if you're looking at 300, there's this gap here between 288 and 297. If we continue to go down, I think that gap absolutely 100% gets covered. Right now, it's trading at 302. I think for me, anything under 300, I think you could buy it. Anything over 300, I think you look at selling. Home Depot, uh, the PE is 19, super expensive for just a home, uh, home product company. They blamed their miss on revenue on the reduction in price in lumber. I mean, you could believe them. I, I went to Home Depot, what, uh, Friday? It was fairly empty. I mean, it just wasn't full. They had a ton of stuff on the shelves. They had nobody working. But the store was absolutely completely empty. Now, you are in February, not necessarily spring. I bought all my fertilizer. I found a coupon, blah, blah, blah. It was pretty good. Um, so those are, that's a stock that I think 300 is your swing. Uh, let's look at NVIDIA real quick. I'm going to tell you, NVIDIA, Google, and Amazon, Baird announced them, all three, as top picks going into this year. Um, they said for the rest of the year, those are their picks based on AI. Amazon, NVIDIA is up 0.15% in pre-market. Uh, Amazon is down 1%. I said Amazon under 100 um, I'm buying more. Uh, there's a slight gap here between 86 and 87. But as, as you see, the Golden Cross kind of happened. Um, I'm continuing to add to my position here under 100. I'll buy more of Amazon. Um, and finally, Google. We buy G-O-O-G, not G-O-O-G-L. But Google is down at 92.96 in pre-market. Uh, I bought more, I think at like 98, 99. Under 100, I think you can add to your position. The algorithm has you out. There's a 7% gain you had here, but you're out February 10th. It hasn't gotten you back in. The MACD is still crossing down. The RSI is at 38. Uh, the volume on this one is still pretty high, but it hasn't brought the stock price up. You had a golden cross here on February 8th. That has done nothing to pull the stock up. Absolutely nothing. So I, I would be a little bit careful with Google. I think you might head down to the 80s. If you get into the 80s, add to it. Just add to it. In my mind, again, Mike Wilson's advice. You're looking for stocks that you can add to for when we get to um, S&P 4800 again. The PE on this one is 19. I mean, these guys just print money. Um, they had a bad uh, AI showing. Uh, January 31st, Bank of America Security, they said buy with a $120 price target. I mean, look at the price target. The, the, the mean price target on this one is $123, uh, and you're going to go down to 80 So you can see uh, there's a ton of sales here of recent um, between November, January, and December. Nothing of huge value. I mean, William John Kent, who's the president of Global Affairs, he sold a million dollars worth. That's nothing to these guys. Uh, the senior VP sold $2 million worth. Eh, probably putting a pool in his backyard. <laughs> Again, that's, that's kind of the way I see those three. But again, uh, Baird announces NVIDIA, which has been extended, by the way, and, and brings me to my next point. NVIDIA earnings are this week. Um, they are tomorrow after the bell, I think. Yes, uh, tomorrow after bell. 
The algorithm does not have you out, but it does look like you're getting across down here. Uh, the question is going to be, what is their forward path? And what are they going to announce as a forward earnings? You can see 51 cents, 58 cents. If you want to read more about NVIDIA earnings, I guarantee you uh, there is an article on Finvis. Um, yeah, just look at with earnings due, is it a buy? Investors Business Daily. Um, Quartz, Wall Street cares less about NVIDIA earnings, more about its future. That's 100% what it is. What are they going to announce? Um, I think that the price point on this one, I think it remains under 200, buy it all day long. Over 200, I think you sell it. It has covered all of its gaps other than, I think there's a gap um, earlier when it was selling at about 400, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, maybe it did cover that gap. It covered this gap up here between 229 and 231. It covered that. So I don't know that there's any gaps to fill up here, but I do think that this one with the 200-day turning positive, I think you're good on this one. If we were to look at the daily on this, um, you had this golden cross here back on January 25th and continued to rise. You're seeing the button hook. You've covered this gap back here. Um, I th again, I think the, ga the gaps have been covered. So I, th I think NVIDIA, again, I would, I would tell you that that one's a good one too. Um, an interesting one that came up this morning, VIR. Uh, Goldman put a price target uh, of $53 on this. Today, it's trading at $28. <laughs> and it closed, I think it, um, yeah, it closed at $25. So it's up 11% in pre-market. Um, but VIR, VIR Biotechnical, um, it, Goldman said uh, 53 price target based on their flu vaccine. The flu vaccine. So if, if they are to get a, a flu vaccine, they, they have a PE of three. Uh, they haven't announced any future earnings performance year to date up 1.7. Um, Goldman neutral to buy with a $53 price target. The mean target price is $54. It's a biotech, a little bit expensive. You know, uh, uh, you can expect some uh, some volatility, but these guys are selling at around 26 to 30, and you're trading at at 28. Even you get if you get to 30, nice little you know 10% boom. But I think you could probably hold that one for a, a little bit longer. Uh, the danger is that there is a gap down here between 23 and 22. But if their flu vaccine comes out like uh, Goldman expects, you could expect a big one there. Uh, Walmart had earnings. This was uh, part of their big earning, the big earnings miss this morning, which kind of sent the futures down a little bit. Uh, Walmart is trading at 145. In pre-market, it closed at about 146, I think. It's just about 1% down. Um, in my mind, 140 is your swing on this one. They gave some light guidance, but 140, in my mind, is your swing. Uh, you guys know I like Target better. I think Target has a better opportunity. Their earnings are coming up on February 27th with the muted kind of uh, Walmart earnings. Uh, Target pulled back to about 170. I might add to it. You know, you've covered the, the small gaps. The bigger gap is back here. Um, let me pull it back a little bit. Um, the bigger gap is back here up to about 211. So uh, I think that's, that's probably a better bet. Uh, ARBE was a pre-market. Um, ARB Rockets, I kind of went over that one. Uh, if you want to see more about it, ARB Rockets is trading up at $6.50. Here's the chart on it. The algorithm had a buy-in here at uh, $3.70 um, back on February 16th last week. Couldn't have told that it was going to jump up like this, but uh, it had some upward momentum. Uh, right now, it's, it's trading at $6.53. But ARBE, go to Finviz to look at it. I wanted to point out BABA is back under a 100. It is at 97. I wouldn't buy it right here. I would wait till you get down to the 92 range to cover that gap. You've also got some gaps down here at 79. Uh, if we start really trailing off, I think BABA could go down there. You have their earnings February 22nd tomorrow. I think it's after the bell. Um, nope, pre-market. So it's tonight. Yeah, you, can get, you can get in. Uh, the algorithm has you out. Got you in at 101, then got you right out with a 1% loss. 
the algorithm loses you 40% on this. Buying and holding the stock loses you 60% over two years. Your average win is 12%. This one just got you out of a 24% run. You do have a gap above between 114 and 117. So if for some reason, China company comes out and says, you know what, we're going to do great. It's China. They may say that. Ah, you, could, you could probably move in there. Uh, by the way, we're at 50 minutes right now on the, uh, the podcast. So uh, I had a lot to go over. Um, we can look at Meta. Meta announced they're launching a paid verification service that is expensive AF. Um, it's up uh, 2.24% in pre-market at 176. Uh, the $11 a month will add to their bottom line significantly from brands and things of that sort. Uh, it won't make a huge dent in their earnings because these guys already print a ton of money, but it will help them if they are able to um, get people verified and do an, a better process and, and stop bots and things of that sort. Um, so uh, Meta might be a buy here, but I do think that you kind of cover this gap down to 155. That's kind of where I'm waiting to add back to it. Um, Boyle is down below $5 at 467. It's just tanking this morning. I mean, when I woke up, I think it was 520. It's at 466 right now. KOLD, uh, in fact, has another cross-up. It's a secondary cross-up. And it's get, the, the RSI is at 69. <clears throat> but you trade the trend in this one. And KOLD right now has all the trend. If you listen to our algorithm, <clears throat> and you, uh, if you bought in at December 19th, <clears throat> $17.40 on our algorithm, December 19th. You are at $78 right now. You have four times your money. Kudos to you. Um, that was a tremendous buy with staircases all the way up. This is a decaying asset. So once you lose confirmation, you want to basically uh, <clears throat> sell out. So you haven't lost confirmation I think around here, around $60, I probably would have gotten nervous around here and probably sold out. But if you have, uh, you know, if you're levered to the tits, as the, as the kids say, um, then you are up at 78, 78, and it's still got confirmation. It is up 9.38% today in pre-market KOLD. Crazy. Um, uh, I will, ARKK. I wanted to point this out. ARKK for me, um, there's a pivot point here at about $40. It's at $40.64. Um, I don't think that the, there's gaps below this that need to be filled. But in my mind, I think if you were lo to look at adding to this, I think $40 may be your price point to add to it. You had this golden cross at February 7th. Um, you, you, it hasn't done anything for the stock price. The 50 days still moving up. The 200 days still moving forward. Uh, I would say if you wanted to start a position in this one, I think 40 is not a bad position to start. Uh, if you wanted to wait, then maybe down here um, closer to the 200 day at 36. But I think between 36 and 40, I think you could add, start adding to your ARKK. I am out of a, all the ARK funds. I don't own any, but I may add more. Bank of America, anything under 35 in my mind. Um, is a great price on this one. It is probably coming down to the 200 day and you can see what it did last time it kind of got to the 200 day, used it as a little bit of resistance and then broke out, but it, it just pulled it right back in. And so your golden cross here on February 1st, where the stock was selling at about 36, um, you only got up to about 37. So it wasn't a huge catalyst with that golden cross. Um, but if you go to the daily, and you look at, and again, these, these um, bank stocks will make more, more money with a higher interest rate um, because they're able to charge more to people. So uh, I think you do have the start of another golden cross. You have the catalyst of the um, ex-dividend date coming up on March 2nd. Uh, so I thought it was interesting. Uh, we talked about NVIDIA. We talked about Intuit. And we talked about Medtronics is another one, that MDT. Uh, Michael David Thomas uh, is uh, they're having earnings that are coming up as well. Uh, actually, they had earnings, so I shouldn't put them in. But let's talk about our cross up because I want to keep this to about an hour. Uh, Pfizer, we talked about already. They had a cross up. 
um, at 43.22. If you wanted to start a position there, I'm not a huge fan of it, but it's more on a moral standpoint. Again, biopharmaceuticals for me, eh, I think they save lives. Um, but I think this particular one with their CEO, I, I just have a little bit of an issue with. KOLD, we talked about their secondary cross-up. Great, great run on this one. Just crazy. Uh, one that has a cross-up now is NEO. Uh, they have their earnings coming up later. Uh, $10.20, NEO is a cross-up. Uh, the RSI is at 38 so it's in no man's land, but $10.20. I would be a little bit careful about this one. Um, I think that NEO probably has found a floor at about $10, but I would be slightly careful in that uh, if we are heading down uh, and, and China is not doing as well as we think, I think with Baba's earnings, we might find that out. Um, this one is not making money and it's a China stock, so I would be careful. Uh, November 28th, Jefferies resumed coverage. They said their price target is $11. The average price target is $18. But you can see this goes all the way back through last year where they just had crazy, crazy valuations. Um, uh, so, But there's some, some catalysts here. Uh, and NEO, $10.20. XPEV, which is another uh, Chinese automaker, has a cross-up. And it's $9.53. You're in this ascending triangle, which you've broken down. You've broken below it, so be careful. Um, that's, you know, it's not a company that's making money. Um, they have earnings that are coming up probably about the same time that NEO does. There's no catalyst on the front, but the algorithm has you uh, buying in at $9.53. Penn National Gaming. Uh, the Super Bowl is over. The big uh, betting window has closed. Uh, $32.34. The RSI is at 41. The MACD is kind of below the oscillator. Looks like a pretty good buy. If you think that this one is going back to 35, I think you could buy it here. Again, 30, 32, 34, but it's trading at 31. It's down a little bit. With a weakening economy, I'd probably wait for it. Um, maybe about this $30 mark is you know $30.55. I think you might be able to time it if you wanted to. Beyond Meat is one that came up. Be careful of this one. It is a short squeeze, I believe. Um, $17.13 is the buy-in. You, you're just coming off this 30% gain. You had a golden cross. It hasn't done much for the stock, but you do have confirmation. Your RSI is a little bit high at 54. The MACD is kind of there, but you do have earnings coming up February 23rd on Wednesday. And it's, I think it's post-market. Yeah, after the bell on Wednesday. Fubo. Fubo is Fubo TV, streaming video service. Uh, and that's the next two, the last two that I cover. Fubo, $2.36 is your uh, buy-in here. The RSI is at 40, 46. Uh, your earnings are coming up on February 24th. Um, after, it's pre-market on February 27th. So uh, that's later, later this week. But Fubo TV, $2.36. Just be careful. This one is not making money. It is not making money. It's a streaming service that is not making money. Uh, they're up 36% year to date. There's a 23% short interest in this one. Um, the most recent uh, price target is $6 from Webbush back in September. So uh, this is one to just be careful of, but $2.36. Just realize it, it does have a dollar down here, it, most recently back in Jan you know, January. Uh, the next one, which I kind of like, uh, is Warner Brothers, WBD. Uh, welcome, boy, David. Um, $15.28, and you're trading at $15 right now. Uh, the algorithm does have it a little bit, you know, the chart is a little bit high. The, the Golden Cross happened when the stock was trading at about $14.26. Um, the stock price hasn't moved much since then. I mean, it's, it's gone up a little bit, but that golden cross didn't do much for this. There is a gap up here all the way up to 17. So if you buy it 15 and, and for some reason it goes up to 17, kudos, great, great job. You are coming off a 50% gain, a 50% gain. So your average win on this is 12%. So I think that 15, if that for some reason they were to come out and say, hey, we had a record amount of subs. I just don't think that that's going to happen. But you know, um, the, the other streamer um, ac actually came out with, with pretty good stuff. 
Um, Disney came out and said that they had an increase in subs. Um, uh, Paramount Global came out and said that they had an increase in subs. So Warner Brothers might come out with one. They might shock you. So, okay, I'm trying to keep it under an hour. I will be on YouTube for a little bit longer. But there's your, your look at some stocks. Hopefully you listened. Uh, if you made it this far, gentlemen's agreement, just go over to YouTube and hit the subscribe button. Um, if you are listening on YouTube, just hit the subscribe button. Uh, hit the thumbs up as well. Uh, if you made it this far on the podcast, look up above. Is there a five-star thing where you could rate me five stars? I certainly appreciate it. Uh, anything else that you want, the socials are in the description. There's a link tree. You can get to anything. I started a... Um, a newsletter that will come to your news uh, email every morning if you sign up for it. Right now, it's just the podcast, but I plan on doing some charts. So if you're interested in charts, uh, if you have any questions for me, certainly reach out on any of the socials. I think my email's in there. Um, I believe you can join the private Facebook group. Uh, if you look right under my picture, there's a bunch of logos of socials. Uh, Facebook is all the way to the left. Just do that, and you can join the private Facebook group. But if you have any questions, definitely hit me up if you want me to go over a stock. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Appreciate it. Bye.